Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is The Adventures of Bayou Billy. The Adventures of Bayou Billy. Adventures of Bayou Billy was developed and published by Konami in Japan in August of 1988, in North America in June of 1989, and in PAL territories in January of 91. Oh. Another whole year and a half later. Yeah, man. Poor, poor folks out there. You deserve better, pals. Now, in Japan, this game was released as Mad City. I saw that. Is there a lot of differences between it? Oh, yes, there is. Okay, because I saw a few, but... Yeah, there were quite a few graphical changes. Um, some that made the game even harder, such as the roads being narrower in the driving sections. Ooh. The other change they made was to the damsel in distress. Oh, Annabelle? Annabelle. And in the Japanese version, she's just wearing a dress that has a sleeve ripped. Oh. Okay. And in America, she's wearing a lot less clothing, <laughs> which is usually the other way around. So, yeah. You know, uh, and actually, I think... This game really breaks a lot of the stereotypes we have for what was changed when a, a Japanese game came to the United States. Right. I did see a thing where there are multiple endings in the Japanese version. Yes, there are. And there are also a couple quality of life changes okay. that make the game way more playable and easier. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if this was a change for the American rental market, but mm. in the Japanese version, your car has a life meter. Okay. Which it should. Yes. And the enemies, I think, have less health in the brawling stages. Okay. And they attack less. Okay. And as I said, that one road is, uh, you know, bigger, so it's it's harder to go off the road or hit the posts, which we'll get to all this in a minute, but... Wow. There's just a few things like that. And then, of course, multiple endings with uh, not just different text. I think there's one or two that has different graphics as well. Yeah, I saw that you get worse endings if you do any of the training modes. Okay. But there uh, is a bonus for doing them, which we'll get to in a bit. Yeah. And one thing I would like to talk about real quickly is that for most of my youth and young adulthood, I always mm -hmm. thought and was told that the Japanese version of games were harder than the American ones. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really just Super Mario Brothers 2. Yeah, I think <laughs> maybe that set the precedent in my mind mentally. You know? I think it did for most people. And because of that, I think the stereotype was perpetuated for a while. But going through these games for the show... I keep finding many more examples where the game was made harder for the American audience. Yeah, got to fight the rentals, man. Exactly. So I think that's, uh, you know, as time goes on, I'm realizing that our versions are actually much harder than the Japanese versions in a lot of ways. You know, not just because they had to fight the rental market, because the rental market, but we also didn't get a lot of saves that they got because we didn't have this Famicom disk system. Right, right. And for anyone who's really interested in playing some Japanese versions of... Uh, really classic Nintendo games, there is a very easy way to get the Japanese or the Famicom home system on your Switch right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, if you have the online service. And if you log into the Japanese one, the Famicom online, it's all the Japanese versions of games. And they have, like, the save spots and everything. Oh, cool. Yeah, so Metroid has three save slots. Sweet. And it's also great because uh, I went through and tried out River City Ransom. Oh, yeah? Where you're wearing entirely different clothes. Oh, nice. And also Dodgeball, 
uh, Super Dodgeball where you start as Japan. Oh, cool. <laughs> so a lot of cool little changes, and that's a great way of checking out some of these games you normally wouldn't have access to. That's true. And you can also frequently find Japanese versions or sometimes fan sub uh, subs of Japanese games, you know, Japanese versions of games for emulators. Like I was right. recently playing through Castlevania 3, which in the Japanese version had like that extra sound chip and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. So there, there's other cr- cool things to find there. Now, in addition to being a video game, there was an Archie comic published series based on Bayou Billy. Really? Yeah, it ran from September 89 to June of 1990, so not the longest run, and it was bi-monthly. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I tried to flesh out the, the storyline of the Bayou Billy world. Okay, man. <laughs> and it doesn't end there. Bayou Billy was featured in an episode of the hit cartoon Captain N, oh. the Game Master, called... Hey, by you. Uh, okay. And, you know, I don't want to get too deep into the lore of Captain N right now. I feel like that might be its own show entirely. Right, right. Or a ca- cartoon-based episode. Yeah, yeah. But in the episode, Bayou Billy was a rip-off character of Crocodile Dundee. Okay. But what really stood out to me when reading the synopsis is the very possibly true fact that the reason that he was tricked into going to the Bayou Billy world by Mother Brain and Dr. Wily, apparently. Okay. Was that Bayou Billy was the only game that Captain N could never beat. Uh, Oh, really? Kevin himself never beat it. It was the only one he couldn't beat in the real world. Wow, that's a pretty cool detail, actually. It is, and it's very, very, very believable. (laughs) Well, kudos to the Captain N writers. And then, of course, there was, uh, and then finally, there was a live-action Bayou Billy commercial for right. the game. Oh, okay. Where'd you get your hands on Konami's new video game? Starring me, that Ray Jun Cage, Bayou Billy. For the first time ever, Konami combines hand-to-hand combat with driving, shooting, and of course, zapping in one swamp, stomping adventure. Adventures wow. of Bayou Billy for Nintendo. It all starts when I get out this here swamp. You really give me wild now. And throughout that entire commercial, Bayou Billy is wrestling a very fake alligator. <laughs> uh, with some, uh, you know, footage interspersed. Sure, yeah, yeah. But it is very entertaining, and I wish Konami had done more of those hilarious live-action commercials. Yeah, they um. They go along with their uh, instruction manuals of the time, kind of. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Bayou Billy? Well, The Adventures of Bayou Billy is a triple threat. It's a, a beat-em-up and a shooting game and a, a driving game. And a driving game, yes. And, wow, it is all three of those things. And all three of them really have a whole different set of mechanics and even power-ups. Well, for the majority of the game, you are playing this game as a brawler or beat-em-up. Yeah, that feels like the main thrust of it, or at least it was to me, you know. Right. And in this mode, you can jump, kick. Yeah. You don't have a normal jump. That's right. You're only attacking when you jump. Yes, because you have uh, the two buttons available are punch and kick. Yep. And then if you press together them both, you have a jump kick. Which is a, you know, we've dealt with that before. Kind of a standard brawler kind of parlance. Indeed. But one thing that is uh, special about Bayou Billy is that he also has the ability to access a gun. Yeah, whenever you can get a few, or you find little gun icons, but when you get ammunition, then you press select to 
switch over to gun mode. Yeah, and then you have a little ammo counter at the top of the screen that will show you how many bullets you have left and one goes down each time you fire. But and you really don't use the gun a whole lot. Unfortunately, yeah. It's pretty sweet when you do get it because it's real strong, as it should be. Yeah, but what you do get is a series of other weapons that you find by attacking enemies and it usually just pops out of them. Yeah. And of course you have your basic stick. That's right. Uh, the manual calls this the ugly stick. Oh. <laughs> and it's quick, but not very good for distance. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's all right. And one thing about these weapons, you know, the enemies don't look like they have any weapons typically. Correct. And that carries over to you, so it can be kind of confusing. You can forget what you've got or what the enemies have. There's a weird mental gymnastics. Right, because when people are walking around, you don't see the weapon in hand. It's only shown when used. Correct. And then following that, you have the classic knife. Yes, the foot-long blade. Yeah, well, it is. It's very big, but it's a really good knife sprite. And I love the, the weight of it on the screen yeah, when yeah. it flies into a person. Yeah, and it's pretty cool because it can be deflected by attacks, Yeah, such as the ugly stick. Uh, it's pretty cool uh, as far as knives go. I liked it. Following that, you may find a whip. Yeah, the whipper snapper. And, you know, I feel like the whip was featured in a box art or like the, the advertisements for this a lot. Yeah, I can. Yeah, it is the best weapon you get here. and it's, Yeah, because it's really long. Yeah, it, it you know, it looks... Very similar to one of Konami's other whip-based games. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe even a little longer than the leather whip, you right. know. But uh, it's uh, very similar, and it's an awesome weapon because of the range it gives you. And then, like we mentioned, there is the gun. And when you find more guns or the gun icon, you get six more bullets each time. Yeah, pretty cool. But that is its own weapon. You don't get to switch out between these other ones that we found. Right, right. They're just there until they're used up. Then there are uh, two other things you'll find popping out of guys that are not weapons. They are power-ups. That's right, yeah. You'll find a big hunk of meat. The raw meat. And that does that give you all your health back? Uh, yes, it does. Which you will need. Yeah, you have a life bar with a kind of strange seven bars on it. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you'll take what you can get every time you get the meat, get it. And then finally we have the bulletproof vest. Which is uh, pretty awesome once you get it. Uh, oh, yeah. It's invaluable. But how does it exactly, like, it takes some of the damage and then pops out of you every time you get hit with it? Well, it will make it so bullets and knives don't hurt you at all. Right, right. And then, yes, after so many hits, it will pop off of you. Yeah, once you get one of these, like, ugh, I wish you started with one. I don't know. They're so good. They're, they're the best item in the game, I think. Definitely. I, it makes so many parts of this game much more playable and then by, and in turn, more enjoyable. <laughs> right, right. And if you play the practice version of the Brawler stages and complete it, you will be given a meatball. Oh, right, yeah. And this meatball is like the fairy in a jar. When you die, it will refill your health. Yeah, um, and it's also invaluable if you want to get anywhere in this game. Yeah. Now, as you said, this game does not just feature brawling stages. There are also shooting stages. Yeah, yeah. And these are very similar to Operation Wolf. Yeah, totally. Um, these are my favorite parts of the game, actually. Oh, yeah, <laughs> by far. Uh, just because they are also not soul-crushingly hard or long. Right, and you know, these, these sprites are much larger than the ones in Operation Wolf. Yeah. Which makes it way easier. Mm -hmm. uh, and in this mode, you can control it with either the zapper or a controller. And you make that choice when you start the game. Right. And so did you use the zapper here? I did not. Okay. I I didn't either, right. I did not want to deal with trying to save state and then go back to the zapper. Oh. oh. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure how hard the shooting level would be. Right, right. Uh, after the brawling zone. Absolutely, yes. I don't blame you one bit. 
Now, if you have the zapper, you are just pulling the trigger to shoot enemies. That's it. And, yeah, a- and yeah. aiming. Yeah, yeah. Not but much if you're to it. using the controller, you have a crosshair on the screen, and you move that around, and then you can press either button to fire. Uh, but there is one difference, and that is that if you play the controller, you get 100 ammo to start with, and you only get 50 if you start with the zapper. I see. Okay. That's kind of weird. I guess the zapper is that much better? I guess it's, you know, quicker. You can move between targets faster. Yeah, I, I believe it. It's interesting to see that uh, handicap quantified. Now, in the shooter levels, you are scrolling at a fixed rate across the screen. Enemies run and jump in. Mm-hmm. Like we said, Operation Wolf style. Yeah. And then in these levels, sometimes the enemies themselves will also drop items. Yes, much more frequently than anywhere else in the game. I know. It it's it spoils you a little bit. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> now, one of the power-ups you're going to find is akin that bulletproof vest. Same graphic, but different powers. Yeah, this it pretty much it just makes you invincible for a short time, yeah, right? Like 20 seconds or so. Pretty cool. Very, very cool. Uh, then you'll find extra bullets. Yeah, which, you know, obviously you want to get because you, uh, you know, if you run out of ammo, you can die. Yeah, so we didn't mention that. You do die in this when you run out of ammo, and each bullet you find is another 40 ammo. Which is, that's pretty good. And also, everyone you shoot and kill, you know, it'll take a bullet, but everyone you kill actually restores a bullet to your counter, your ammo counter. Yes. So and if you're if you, really good, you can just never lose ammo. And if you kill two people with one bullet... You get an extra bullet. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really do that much. Yeah, same here. <laughs> now, you'll also find the first aid kit, which is just like the meat. Yep, full life refill. Nice. It's interesting they didn't just use the meat, but I guess it makes yeah, more sense. Yeah, I mean. And then you'll have the hourglass. Yeah, which gives you unlimited ammunition for a short time. I think it's 20 seconds also. Yeah, which, yeah, that's pretty generous. Yeah, it is super generous. That's why it feels like right. you have more power-ups in these levels because, I mean, you've got 20 seconds, 20 seconds of invincibility or super gun or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then we have the star, and that is the screen clearer. Yeah, which is, you know, it's a bonus whenever you get it. It's nice. Not really that needed here, though. No, it's, yeah, um... I don't get as excited when I see it, but I'm like, might as well pick it up. <laughs> right. And then finally, you have the one-up. Oh, yeah. And you don't find the one-up in the brawler stages. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's only in the only in the shooting stages. Yeah. And it looks like a little uh, Billy. Yeah. It's actually a pretty cool little icon. I like it. Yeah, indeed. And by beating the practice game, you will get more bullets when you start out. Yeah, which is, you know, nice. Yeah. And if you're having a hard time, that's definitely what you need to do to give you a leg up. For sure, yeah. And finally, we have the last type of game that this game encompasses, and that is the driving portion. Yes, this is a rad racer or outrun kind of style. Road blasters. Yeah, yeah, like third person behind the car. Yeah, and this car, well, it can't jump, but it does shoot. It shoots guns and grenades. That's right, yeah. This is Bayou's, or Billy's Blazer. Okay. Which is a Jeep. Yeah. Which can go up to, what, 180 miles an hour, apparently. It is hot (laughs) rotted. And this is an interesting uh, control scheme because since you have the two weapons, they are each a button. Yeah, yeah. You have B button shoots and the A button lobs grenades. Yeah, and the D pad is all of your movement. So that is left and right, but forward is accelerate and back is break. Yeah, kind of kind of strange. It is. It's not bad. It's just that the levels themselves are so long and arduous. Yeah. That I, I didn't. I thought it would be harder to drive on them. Yeah, it's they're not horrible, and I mean, I honestly, you know, you have a time limit at each of these levels. Mm-hmm. If you run out of time, you lose a life. Right. 
So I just took it slow and accepted that I was going to lose a life. And if you do that, they're not too bad because, okay. you know, they're lined with these obstacles and stuff. That That's what you really got to look out for. And then there is only one power-up you find in the racing levels. Oh, yeah, the gas can? Yeah, and I think it's only there once. I only ever saw one. So Right, yeah. and it gives you a little bit more time. Yeah, so you take what you can get. Uh, one thing to note is that when you do shoot a grenade out, you can't fire your gun until that grenade connects with something. Yeah, there's a little bit of strategy there. Definitely. And, and then if you beat the practice mode, you actually get one extra life. Which is worth it, man. You should do it. So in two of the three modes, you have health. In the car mode, you do not. But if you get hit, you die. And if you lose all of your health, you die in any circumstance. Right. Uh, but Pretty you do rough. have lives. Yeah, you start with three lives. Mm-hmm. And you get, uh, there are five continues. Yep. By default, which you probably need. You can also get one-ups at, uh, the, get the first one at 20,000 points, and then you'll get one at every 30,000 points after that. Okay. I did notice I got a couple, but as yeah. you'll find out, I did cheat my pants off. <laughs> well, Nick, this is Konami, king of puns. <laughs> and this is right in the prime of their Nintendo heyday. Please tell me. They really turned up the heat with this instruction manual. I am happy to report that they did. Yes. This is a, this is a great one. It's uh, it's only 19 pages. All right. Which is actually a little short for all the stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's black and white, and it has a, you know, a lot of character and enemy and item art in it. Okay. As well as our favorite, the hand-drawn screenshots. Gotta love them. <laughs> um, and, you know, it does a good job of explaining the three different modes, but, you know, while they're, I don't know, at least the two of them are pretty simple, so... Right. You know, they just give you the controls there. And you get a little... Uh, you get some story here, which is that uh, Annabelle Bon Vivant, who's your... Billy's girlfriend... Yeah. ...has been kidnapped by the evil Gordon. Yeah, you've got some beef with Gordon, don't you? Yeah, well, he did this in retaliation for you trashing his red beans and rice warehouse. Which is cold. Also, Gordon appears to go to the same haberdasher as Dick Tracy because... In those graphics, I feel like his hat looks exactly like it. That I could see that. Fedora, I'm, I don't know. Check it out. Yeah, so, and this whole section is full of, like, good old boys, stuff, like, yeah. language, goofy stuff. So it's pretty funny to read. I'll have to check that out. And, you know, it describes and shows you all your weapons and survival gear, but it also has an extensive enemy section. Over 20 enemies with names. And I'm pretty sure these are pretty good names because they were repeated at the credits. Yes, they are. They're all super goofy. I tried to piece them together as to who is who. I mean, they have artwork, too, so they look they're pretty cool looking, I guess. Okay. Except for, weirdly enough, um, some of the boss guys at the end, Rocco and Rocky. Uh-huh. Like, these guys, the artwork looks like it's from a totally different game. They look like they're, like, crappy drawings of the Fratelli brothers from Goonies 2. <laughs> it's really, which is not what they look like at all. No, they're wearing, like, weird jumpsuits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty weird, but, yeah, most of it's pretty good. And they cap it all off with four lines to keep your high scores on at the very end. That's classy. Yeah, it's not even a full page, though. It's just like they stuck it in because they had extra room. I don't know. But, yeah, check it out. Let me know what you think about that hat. Will do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Bayou Billy? The Adventures of. I rented this game. I saw it in Nintendo Power. Yep. Never one of my first picks, but I thought I'd give it a go, and it crushed me. Nintendo Power really put it out there as the end-all, be-all. Yeah, I mean, the triple game stuff didn't really draw me in usually because I was I was always wary because, you know, I didn't really like that kind of racing games 
personally. Right. And I, I felt you there too. And I also rented this game. But you know what? What really won me over was the big K, the Konami symbol. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I, if anyone could pull this off, it was them. Sure. And the, you know, graphics looks pretty good. So I thought I'd check it out. But quickly I realized that it was a battle just to try to get through the first stage. So I don't think I did I, when I rented it. <laughs> all of my memories from the past are just the first stage. Yeah. I just remember the alligators and all those little dudes. <laughs> well, then, Nick, what was your more recent experience with this game? Uh, I beat this game. Over the course of about three days. Okay. Cheating, safe stating my butt off the whole time. So <laughs> I did, I think, three days as well. The first day was me really attempting to do it more legit. Like, oh, I'm only going to save at the beginning of each level. Yeah. I, I mean, I was able to make it to the third level yeah. without any cheating, really, before I would run out of continues and lives. Right. Well, I, I realized when I started burning through continues that it was going to get bad. Yeah. Yeah. And so for that second and third night, yeah, I definitely save-stated literally almost between every three or four enemy encounters. Oh, yeah, I had started this, you know, I went through and beat all of the training modes, uh -huh. saved there. Yep. And then, you know, I, it was just how long can I stretch it out before I use that meatball? I would Anytime I would have to use it, I would stop, go back to the beginning of the state. Like, you got to master it, got to get there. I don't know what I was saving it for in particular, but... Yeah, when did you end up using it? Pretty, uh, like, level seven? Oh, wow. I saved it till the end. But, you know, you can't really use it in the other, the shooting or the driving as exactly. much, you know, so... So, yeah, I also beat it, but, I mean, Lord, it was just... Uh... Battle of Attrition, especially towards the end, the final boss fights. Yeah. I think I just spent at least 20 minutes running around, saving, reloading, and whatever. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It truly is. All right, Nick, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I would just like to start by saying I can definitely see what Konami was going for with this game. I yeah. just... Wish they would have hit it. Well, personally, my mind is blown by the stuff you said about Mad City where, because I had specifically said to myself where I'm like, the enemies are too tough, uh -huh. they attack you too much, yeah. and you need a life bar in the driving section because one mistake, you you can burn through lives so fast in those. I know, and I did. I mean, that's where the save state came in. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had to. And yeah, I, I just don't, I guess it's that rental market, but man, it's just so painful to know that buried in this game in the Japanese version is what sounds like a much more fun and palatable version of this because yeah. I want to enjoy this game. Yeah, it's it's close, man. It's you know, it's got really good music. It definitely does. Yeah, I love all the music. The uh, graphics are pretty good to really good depending on what stage you're in. Right, right. You've yeah. got some great backgrounds because I mean, they reuse them between the shooting stages and the brawling stages. Yeah, but, you know, again, looks fine and, you know, they're appropriate thematically. Yeah, you even make it to Bourbon Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the downside, though, with the graphics is they're a flickery mess. Yes. And I wish more than anything, that, you know, I can get over flickery shadows and stuff, but not being able to see what weapon you or your enemies are holding is that's kind of a, a sore point for me. Yeah, and the play control itself is not the best. There's a weird hit detection that yeah. I, I'm never sure if I'm going to hit the enemy or not. There's a strange rhythm, too, to where, you know, that if, if you're jamming your button too fast, it won't work out for you, you know? Correct. Now, the enemies in this game, they do have the ability to get, like, slightly stunned. 
Yeah, like, it's it's a really weird timing. Yes, there. I mean, because sometimes I can get it right, and I'm you know like I'll just be jump kicking in place. Yeah, and, and, and you know if you can hit it just right, it's like you can kick them five six times, kill them. You know. And then you know we complained about the AI of them being like really aggressive, but at the same time, if you do like figure eights the whole time, they like will never attack. They just run around, right? In right. weird patterns. Yeah, and and that, which that's is mainly what I did. Yeah, it, it's it just sucks that that's your the most effective way to play because it means like you know here comes two guys. It's going to take me four minutes of yes. running around and slowly hitting them because they take. They take more damage than you do, it seems like. Yeah, it is insane how long the, you have to hit them. And you don't get to see how much health they have. No, like the first time I was playing this game, the first guy killed me. <laughs> right. Like I went up to him expecting a nice, easy, leisurely get-to-know-by-you-billy brawl. But right. no, he's coming at you, man. Like they Kicking all are. Hard. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ferocious. Yeah, and I feel like their range is always better than yours. Yeah, or, you know, apparently the computer is familiar with its own range. I don't know. Right. The best tactic I found was to be walking up or down and trying to hit them as you cross that the the perpendicular plane with them. Yep, that's same here. It took me a while to accept that. I, you know, that and spamming jump kicks sometimes. Sometimes, but even then, like, it's not... The, the problem with the jump kick is I find myself too stationary when I land. Right. Like I said, sometimes I could get into that zone with the timing where it was like I was I was only on the ground for a split second before I'd start a new jump kick, you know, and just keep going to get out of danger. But eh. once you have weapons, it becomes a little easier. You don't have to move around as much. But if there's more than one or, God forbid, there's three enemies on the screen, <laughs> then you can't stop moving or you will be destroyed. Right. Yeah. I, the weapons are like my favorite part. Yeah, because they're all pretty cool. Yeah, and the way that you can... Knock them off the enemies. Other enemies can pick them up. Or you can pick up the, you know, not just the weapons, but, like, the vests. And trying to wait till when you see the enemies come, you can tell if they have a vest. They have a different color of sprite that will right. change, which is awesome. So you know that you've got to get the vest off of them. Then you can throw the knife at them or whatever. Yeah, and there's a little more strategy involved. Yeah, because, you know, most beat em up or brawler games, you'll have a larger arsenal of moves to attack with or you have something more to do than just walking around and punching and kicking you know right and you start to approach that with when you get some weapons in play here and then you know so that that's my favorite part now my least favorite part of the brawling stages is the length of them it's every two steps then stop and there's a new you know what i mean right, it's like not even a full screen it seems like if you look at the maps for this game they are tiny right like, you, you cover no ground. It's just that you're throwing a new enemy, like you said, every few steps. Which is unfortunate. Like, there, especially when you get to the, like, Bourbon Street level, where just those guys just keep coming. They're the same guys over. There's, like, yeah, fight it, one, fight two, fight three, fight two, you know. It, just wave it after. almost seemed like a glitch. <laughs> right. I, I myself was wondering, when, when was I going to ever move forward or fight something new? Right. That's what really stinks about it is that... If, if the gameplay was a little more fun, but you're, you know, you're either just dodging around, snaking around, taking off a little damage on these guys. When you get down to one guy, then you can actually kind of fight them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but until you do that, it's it's ugh, it's a slog, man. Now, there is always the allure of the multi-type game. You know, it didn't really find itself until Grand Theft Auto, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, there's like Guardian Legend was only, you know, that's not a triple game. Yeah. But there were two, or you have Vice Project Doom's pretty good, you know? Right. Uh, Golgo 13 has, what, two modes? Man, I think so. it's been a minute. Or three? <laughs> and you'd really think a company like Konami could pull it off. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm really intrigued by Mad City now because I'm like, maybe they did, and we just got some butchered up version. But. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's hard to say. Now, the music in this game is real interesting because it's kind of all over the place. It is, but in a good way, I think. Yeah, I really enjoy it. It's just that I feel like since this game was never that popular, these tracks all got lost to time. They don't have the the staying power of you know the Contras or any of the other Konami classics. Sure, Castlevania. I mean, yeah, well, like the the beat 'em up there. The Bayou song or whatever, like, yeah. that sounds like it's out of Streets of Rage or something, you know? It's, it's really catchy. <laughs> I, don't, I really like it a lot. All right, folks, here we are in the level-by-level portion of the show. And this game has a very weird level breakdown. I guess, theoretically, there are, what, eight or nine levels? Yeah, yeah there's nine stages, you okay. know? Yeah, and there are two driving stages and two gun stages, Sprinkled throughout. Yeah, with five beat-em-up stages total. Yes, and you start out with the brawling stage in the swamp, a mangrove forest behind you. Yeah, this is known as Bayou's Backyard. And this is a brawling stage. And in it, you're going to encounter some guys, and they will kick you a lot. Yeah, the um, ah, see, I, I was debating with myself. I really spent some time looking through the enemies. I believe these guys are Toulouse Latac. Oh, not Toulouse Latrec. No, but uh, man, I, that's insane that they would make a pun based on that. Oh, there's so many. It's great. The enemies are like my favorite part of this manual and game. <laughs> but uh, you fight three waves of these guys right away, starting with one, then two, then three, and they all suck. Yep. Especially the third ones. It's going to take a while, but the last one usually has a, a meat. And a stick. You can knock out of someone. Yeah, yeah. So And you need that stick. You're probably very low on life, if you're me, by now. And right away, you're going to encounter your first non-human creature, some alligators. Yeah, and I honestly don't know how you're truly supposed to fight these guys. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have the stick? Yeah, or I never, I would just stand on the edge of the water. You can, you can edge yourself out to a range where you can just stand there and... Hold down your turbo button so that you're just kicking nonstop, and the gators will swim around and come and bite you. Well, I did that on the wood. So on the okay. wooden platform, I went up about a foot into it or one you know thing into it, and I had a stick. And, yeah, I just sat there and sticked yeah. away. If you have the stick, it's way better, but you can do it, it with your kick. Even with the stick, this took at least two to three minutes. Yeah, well, you're just standing there watching these gators kill themselves by attacking at you. It's, ugh, it's not cool, not fun. I don't like the gators. I don't either. But you, once you're through them, you're rewarded with more guys to fight. These guys are Thugs McGraw. All right. They have, two of them have rocks, big rocks they use at you. One guy has a stick. Yeah, the big rocks are funny. Yeah, you can't use them. but no. uh, they I, fall off them once you attack. I've never seen them. What, do they throw them? or I don't know. I attacked them before they could yeah, throw Yeah, I've seen them pick them up multiple times, but I've never been hit with one. You know, I don't know. Neither had I been. But once you get through them, you are now back in the water and now there are more alligators, except you don't have to fight these alligators. That's right. And you shouldn't just run through. Run jump and kick. jump. Yeah. Just make your way through the water and stuff and go as, to the right as fast as you can. And it's quite a quite a little bit of a distance you got to travel. And then after that, you're going to find some birds. Yes, you'll see birds sometimes. There's no real reward other than points for killing them, I guess. And the thing is, these aren't that horrible. In terms of no. video game birds, they're slow enough, and they're on one straight line. Yeah, so you can just move up or down, get out of the way. And they're not hard to hit, so do it. Kill a bird. Yeah, kill a bird. Along the way, you're going to fight some guys with scuba diving gear. Yes. I just wanted to bring them up because their name is Jacques Kilsto. Oh, I love that. Ooh. 
Um, it's like a good punk rock band name. Yeah, yeah, for real. And these guys will give you, uh, you can get a vest here from one of them. Yeah. But you can also get, they'll drop gun ammunition. So, But it is hidden in the water. Yeah. It's it, kind of strange. It's the, hard to find. The alligators also drop meat. Yeah, or sticks sometimes. Yeah. And just all I can say is don't move off the, don't press up or down after they drop that meat or, you know, once it falls in the ground, because once they're dead, you can just press left and you should be on the right plane to pick it up. Correct. But after you get, you know, you get some ammo so you can just blast through some of these guys, you know, towards the end. Real big guys. Yes. The Hurricane Hank, who has a, hilariously has one of the big, you know, the sticks. I don't think he ever drops it, but it's just, he's doing the overhead smacks. Even without the gun, you can just, I think you can kill them in one shot, but if I you just kind of, if you just walk up to these guys and punch them, like you just overlap your sprites, like you're inside their hitboxes. They can't hit you when you're that close to them. They just keep swinging their stick. Weird. Hilariously to left or right, and you can slowly beat them down. All right. But you do that, then there's, then, then you can run past all the gators to the end of the stage. Thankfully, there is no boss for this level. And then you will start the next level, and you get an interesting little screen that tells you to switch to the zapper if you're using that mode. That's right, because you're going into a gun-shooting stage. If not, it still tells you to hang on to your controller. Yeah, and, uh, you know, this is deep in the heart of the Dixie Swamp. Yeah, the background's a little darker, and the thing I like about these levels is the sprites are bigger. Yeah. And way more, like... Well, they don't have to move around as much. They don't have to animate, so they can be a little more uh, colorful and interesting. Yeah, I like these. You know, it's almost got a more of a Hogan's Alley size to yeah, them. Yeah, I agree. Know, moving around, you'll see different, like, there's a bad guy, Mr. TNT, who throws dynamite at you that you can shoot out of the air before it gets to you. Yeah, most of the large projectiles you can shoot down. You have a few seconds while they're traveling. There are some bazooka-toting foes named Marty Grawl. Yeah. <laughs> But you can shoot their uh, missiles before they get to you as well. Yeah. Really, this level is just a nice nice little change of pace. Yes, it's fun to mow down all these guys so quickly. The enemies spawn so many items. You get first aids and, and bullets and everything yeah. so frequently that you're never really in any danger. So you just kill them all. Now, the one part of this level that is not as fun is the end. And that is the boss. That's right. This is the whirly bird. It is a attack chopper yeah, that flies in and swoops from side to side, dropping off guys. Yeah, they're named Wild Bill Yonders. Oh, and it shoots at you. Now, the problem is, is you cannot block its normal machine gun fire. So you are definitely getting hit. Yeah, it's kind of a, a, a war of attrition here. Um, I've, I found the first time I got here, I killed it with no problem. Okay. And then after that, I, I got caught up and I came back. And then I was trying to stay on top of letting these the wild bill yonders trying to kill those guys. Uh-huh. And that's when I had a lot of trouble. And I just found that you just focus on the helicopter, mm-hmm. hold down that turbo button, and just spray it every time it makes these swoops across the screen and just ignore the guys. And I was always able to kill it before I died. But you are going to take damage here. So you, you have to get to the end of this level with at least, I think, a third of your health. Oh, yeah. You or- want as much as possible for sure. Definitely. And one final thing. These guys, the it drops, are all wearing, like, blue. And they have yeah. these masks on. They look just like Vipers, man. The old school oh, G.I. Yeah. Joe Vipers with, like, the, the little mask over their mouth. I don't know. I pretended I was shooting G.I. Joe bad guys for a while there. <laughs> cool. Well, you destroy the choppa, and you can move on to the third level. 
Now, in between these levels, you do get a little cutscene where Gordon, the hat-wearing bad guy, taunts you with your girlfriend at his side. Yeah, and then laughs at you. Pretty cruel guy. And just as cruel is the next stage, another brawler. Yeah, you're in Gator Alley. But but the graphics are the same as the first. You're still in the bayou, and the graphics for all your enemies probably have not changed at all either because you're fighting more of the same. Yes, until the very end of the area. Yeah, um, that's when you will find a boss named Louis Torture. Louis Torture, huh? I was trying to figure out, what, is that a Louis Pasteur? I think so. You think, but it's Torture? Mm-hmm. Well, they hyphenated it in his name, so you don't mess it up. And one thing I like about this game is they don't do what I complained about in the last podcast, which is the bosses are the same size as you are for the most part. Yeah, which is always nice, man. This guy's a little bigger, but he's... He's not like a super giant. I don't know, <laughs> you know. And this guy is, this is a game of hit and run for the most part because oh, yeah. if you get close enough to him, he can grab you and throw you. And that does hurt a lot. And he's wearing a bulletproof vest when you start. So it's all about trying to land, you know, a jump kick or something enough to where you can knock that off of him and then get it before he does. Right. Because he can pick it back up and then then you can truly start to hurt him. Yeah. I don't know if he drops one or if I just got there with one, but I did have a knife that I was throwing at him off and on a lot trying to like snake around to grab it mm-hmm. hopefully he would not yeah you want to keep yeah get the vest off knife in hand then you can he's not too bad and no not compared to the long wave after wave of enemies you've been fighting throughout <laughs> this whole level agree that and after this level well you see that your girl has been thrown in the back of a truck that's right she says help me and they are driven away but luckily that bronco that's right you hop in your jeep and you give chase Yes, you do. And this first one is on a dirt road. Yeah, this is uh, stage four, I-10, the road to New Orleans. Enemy-wise, you're going to see some biplanes and some other blue Jeeps and some cars. Yep, um, there will be a a few rocks in the road. Watch out for those. The biplanes drop bombs, oddly enough. Yeah. uh, They're pretty easy to avoid. Yeah, they are, generally. The The worst enemy on the... Either of the driving stages, really, are the posts lining either side of this road. (laughs) So much so, yeah. Because if you run into them, that's a one-hit kill. And they're often in areas where you're trying to dodge the bombs or other cars. Yeah, this was, like, if if you're not trying to cheat your way through the game, like, I don't, man, you have to get through this whole level without making a single mistake where you're losing lives. Like, it has to be such a pit for your... And as you said uh, before, this is the only stage I noticed that countdown timer getting me yeah oh yeah i well (laughs) when i I first was playing this i didn't think about i didn't even register that there was a timer i was just cruising along taking my time and i remember even thinking where i was like well you know this would be pretty tough if they had a timer or something i looked up and had like 15 seconds left and oops but so i found out early that you just lose a life you don't have to start over okay so if you just accept that and go really slow on all the big turns and stuff and just don't worry about it the key is to never not run touch into a car. The posts, don't touch the cars and don't let them get past you because they can come back. Right. And run into you, rear end you when you can barely see them. That's the tricky part. And but, just when you think you're done with the driving, you're not. No, you'll beat this and, you know, be glad to walk away from your vehicle, but you hop right back in because you're in stage five of the Superdome Drive. They really should have spread them out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think so. Come on, guys. I don't know why. And in this level, there's those Jeeps again. Instead of uh, blue cars, you got some sports cars. And yeah. instead of that biplane, there's an attack chopper. That's right. They're a little trickier to hit, I guess. Um, 
they they move quicker, so uh, there's that. But yeah. in general, it's just the exact same thing. <laughs> uh, way more post this time around, so yes. watch out. It is it is tougher and longer. I, I lost a life in both of these due to time. So. Now, it does luckily show you your position on the distance track, how close you are to the end. Yeah, it is, uh, but it's just a straight line. I, I feel like if they could have put some zigs and zags in there to indicate turns a little, you know, for you to right. help a little to know what's going on. But, you know, uh, if you have the driving skills to make it through both of these, you will find yourself in stage six, the French Quarter, ooh la la. You are now in the heart of New Orleans. Yeah, and these are some good-looking stages. You're no longer in the in the jungle, so you get some cool buildings in the back. Lots of signs, you know, pool, bar, jazz. Real detailed. Bourbon. Yeah, they let you know where you are and what you can get. Actually, the jazz place was my favorite because... It says bar, jazz, bar. <laughs> it lets you know you will see some new enemies, too. Oh, yeah. Well, right off the bat, you're going to be fighting this rather sporty-looking man. Yeah, these guys are like Cajun cutthroats. And they, they're one of the few people, they have knives, but they stab with them instead of throwing them. Right. Kind of weird. But you'll get used to their attack style because you're going to fight a hundred of them in yes. a row. Yes, you will. And along with them are Migraine Mike, who's the guy with the big ball and chain he swings. Yeah, and I hate him. These guys... I just found, you know, doing the up and down, staying yeah, you, above them. That's the only way to get close. And I would stay very close and overlap them and just use punches instead of kicks. Right. The only strategy I found that worked. And you'll be fighting combinations of him and the Cajun cutthroats all throughout the level. Which I love the detail on these buildings. You get like lattice on the windows. You get, you know, steps up. You get all kinds of really cool little touches. Yeah. The, my only, I guess you could say issue, uh, it's not really a complaint, but... Especially here, I feel like I wish there were some boxes to jump on or another level, something to interact with in the background at all, you know? Yeah, I can see that. But aside from that, we'll find an enemy named A.L. Hurt, who yeah. is important because they are the people who carry the whips. Yes, so important. You need that whip. The whip really brings the game down to manageability. If you hold on to it as long as you can because the it range gives... and the power is... Mm. Yeah, that range alone is so worth it. And then it's just more and more of these enemies. This this level just drags on forever. And then at the very end, you'll start to see these guys named Blackie Blue, who are the tough kind of Arnold Schwarzenegger-looking guys. Okay. One guy will have a vest, you know, so watch out. If you can make it through the never-ending gauntlet of foes that is Bourbon Street, you're rewarded with a much, much more fun, well, <laughs> continuation of the Bourbon Street area. That's right. This is stage lucky number seven uh, with Gordon's Gateway, a.k.a. Murderer's Row. And you've pulled out your revolver, and now you're done punching and kicking. You're just going to be shooting some people. That's right. And you'll see a lot of them named Vito Langolo, who is just kind of a mob-looking guy. Uh-huh. And then the Accelerator, which are the guys on dirt bikes who come you know, in from the sides. Now, one thing that is interesting about this level is it shares a lot of the same graphical details of the brawling one. Right. But it adds a third-person perspective to the streets. Yeah, you do get a little angle to it. And, and I like the way, you know, as compared to, say, the jungle and the fighting or the shooting stage earlier. You know, here you've got buildings, windows that you're shooting through to get the guys in between as they run around. So. And you can see them moving back behind the, the windows, too. Yeah. yeah, so it's pretty cool. There's a lot more areas for them to naturally come from instead of just popping out of the bushes. Yeah, yeah. Now, there are uh, some motorcycle men you'll encounter in this area. Mm -hmm. And a lot more thrown objects 
or launched objects. Sure, you want to watch out for them, but in general, just have faith in the enemy drops and you'll be okay. As you make your way down Bourbon Street, you find yourself in a cemetery. And this is a a very interesting fight at the end because you have a boss fight where you are squaring off against two humans with your gun. That's right. You'll fight Lightning Rod, who's the short guy throwing knives, Mm -hmm. and Schwarzenegger, who's the big guy with the machine gun. Okay. And these guys are awful. The first time I got here, I got my butt kicked, but I was able, you know, if you die... You just start off again. Right there. Right there. So I, I, I know that for sure, yeah. I just concentrated on the big guy with the gun and just I laid into him turbo style. Okay. This is where I, 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 I don't think I could have made it if I didn't have those extra 100 bullets okay. from the training mode. But I was just able to plow through him because he doesn't move that much. No. It's the little guy that jumps around a lot and he throws that knife. Once which he, you can knock out of the air. Yeah. So once once you get him out of the way and you can focus on that guy, you know, I had taken quite a bit of damage but i was able to you know halt it all because if you're just constantly shooting at him nine times out of ten you're going to hit those knives too right it is a very sound strategy and once you defeat them you get to move on to the next level stage eight hitman's yard hitman's yard (laughs) which is uh a yard yeah it's a courtyard you might even say yep and you are just walking up to the gates of his antebellum style plantation house yeah here you're going to see a bunch of uh Gun-toting Toulouse attacks. Yes, they're not fun to deal with. Blacky Blues are back. Knives and vests. Yep. And then at the end, they're with his dogs. You have Swamp Gas Charlie and is it two or three dogs running in and out? Yeah, two. I don't know. I think it's three, but I could it could be very wrong. This guy is weird. It's so weird because he has that super jump where he yeah. jumps like the whole screen. It's and bizarre. nothing else in this game has any sort of agency like that. I don't think anything even jumps except for him right. <laughs> and you. You know, he's not really that bad, especially if you can get here with even six bullets. I think it only takes one shot per dog. Put them all down, and that is definitely the way to go. That's how I beat him. Take him out behind the woodshed, and then we move on to the final stage, the perilous plantation parlor. Yes, and. This is where I thought the game was ending. Right. <laughs> because uh, you are fighting Gordon himself. Yes, and what a foe he is. He has a gun. Yep. So watch out for that. He will shoot you. But if you get in close, he will kick you, and he moves fast. Way faster than the large man he looks like should. Yeah. Now, I think you can carry over weapons from the previous level. Okay. If, if, because all the strategies I read were like afterwards. Get here with a whip. Oh, I, I did not get here with a whip. I didn't either, so I, it was a long, grueling battle where... This is what I mentioned earlier, where this took forever. Like, yeah. I mean, I, like, at least eight to ten minutes of just running in these circles and figure eights and, like, getting one hit off. Sure, yeah. Three or four more passes around the screen and then another hit. That's And unlike most of your enemies, the, he does have a life meter, so you can see how far away you are, and it's very disheartening at first. Oh, yeah, Very. I feel like most of the enemies, you know, the bosses that have the life meters tend to not decrease at all for the first half and then go down really quick towards the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Deceptive. So, yeah, this whole battle is just a long, long slog. I saved many, many times throughout it. I did as well. Uh, it's 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 no fun, man. <laughs> i got to be honest. Yeah, and once I beat him, though, I was so elated. I was like, finally, the game is over. I'm a hero. Because... You know, Gordon was the bad guy. I have not heard about anyone else in this game. But apparently the heir to Gordon's property, or the heirs, Rocky and Rocco come to fight. 
guys from a different game. They look like robots or something. Like they have body armor or, or body suits. Yeah. I don't know. Like <laughs> I, I was like, what? Who are these guys and why are they here? Yeah, these uh, both of them are much larger than you, and uh-huh. they move relatively slow. They're just going to chase you around, but and then this is the next twenty minutes of your life. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's better with a whip. I don't know. But I just, you know, I took a break. This I came back to this like an hour later because I was so angry that these guys were here. I right. couldn't do it I was, after all that I'd been through. And <laughs> I don't blame you one bit. It crushed me. <laughs> and again, it's the exact same uh, methods for yeah. fighting Gordon. You're just doing that figure eight, hoping you intersect <laughs> with them, and you can punch or kick real quick and then keep running. Hit and run. Anytime I would try to get more aggressive, go for a two hits instead of one but i've always got hit in return like it never worked out in my favor so then i just stopped even trying like just keep just keep away peg them with one kick or two or one kick every now and then but eventually you kill one of them then it's slightly easier yeah uh you can kill you kill the second one and then finally the game is over that's right and you get annabelle runs out of the door that you, you i mean I guess we didn't describe it, but there's a door on the right side of the screen, and then she comes running out yep. to you. I, I read the thing in the, I think in Mad City, you can like run away from her. Oh, so you get she a different ending? She can't catch you, and then she she gets sad, and you get like a sad ending or something. Oh, well, in this <laughs> one, you guys embrace. That's right. And then it cuts to a close-up of the two of you, and you say a bunch of cheesy, cheesy stuff about, Yeah. So glad you found me. I never would give up hope yes, and all that. It's so funny. I can't let this happen again. I don't ever want to be a part. It's, it's so cheesy. It's very melodramatic and much longer than you expect. Yes. And then Bayou leans in and gets a big old kiss from Annabelle Lee. Yep. Then it runs through some in- enemy names, you know? Yeah, they're great. Well, did you a notice? Lot of credits. Also, Bayou Billy himself is named Billy West, I saw. I did see that. And uh, they noted that the game was written by Mr. Konami. Oh, what a great guy. What a great writer. That's awesome. I, I think that's the pen name of Konami, man. I go, hey, maybe. Credits are all fake. Not fake, but they're the weird code credits. Right, yeah. It runs through those, and then you get the end at the very end. And that is it for the adventures of Bayou Billy. Here we are in the final portion of our show, the review portion. And, of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score of 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. I gave this game, uh, I was really torn. Yeah. I, I, I was torn between 2.5 and 3.0. I went with a 3.0. I, I, I was just on the fence because there is a, a difference between the level of quality and graphics, but, you know, on what stage type you're in. Right, right. But the music was so good. So I'm, I'm going to go 3.0. You've, you've influenced me <laughs> Well, the peer the, pressures. The big thing for me is I think, you know, even in the, the beat-em-up levels, you don't have a huge variety of enemies, but they look well enough. They're not that great animated, but... No. The backgrounds are all right. The, I like the, the backgrounds a lot. The big thing that holds holds it back to me graphically is the flickering, like and the enemies. You know, you can't, right. or not, and they can't see the weapons and stuff. But the shooting stages are just delightful. The yeah. sprites in them are wonderful. The sprites in the rest of the game are pretty good. Uh, the music is what knocks things over the top for me because I really yeah, enjoy yeah. the soundtrack and those classic Konami sound effects. It's it's great stuff. Next up is Play Control, and I gave it a 2.5. As did I. You know, I thought that it was just kind of weird across the board. 
everything just felt a little bit off. Yeah, I think that the game's unforgiving nature exacerbates some of its weaknesses to where I wouldn't have complained so much about the fighting if I didn't have to, each guy didn't take five minutes to kill. Right. And even like the movement of the cursor seems a little squirrely in the shooting stages. Yeah. Everything just has a little bit of a weird touch to it. And in the driving stages, the fact that you have to press up and down without left and right to accelerate and steer, meh. And really the hitboxes are pretty strange in parts of the game. Yeah, uh, especially the brawling areas. Yes, like gators. Come on, come on. The next category is challenge factor, Nick. Um, I went 4.5. As did I. My first note is, youch. <laughs> I do not know how you beat this game without a save state. I mean, I do. It's just called you play it a ton because friend of the show and previous guest host, yeah. Bill, can beat this game. <sighs> what a guy, man, because it is not for the faint-hearted. No, not at all. I came into this expecting to rate it a 5.0, but through cheating my butt off, I actually started to develop a kind of skill set where I was like, I can see where it's doable. Uh-huh. I just don't think it's fun. Yeah, it's <laughs> just that the fighting levels are so long that I feel like we we were given that, that rental strike, you know, in the American version. Right. I just can't forgive. I think, yeah. Check out Mad City, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I'm definitely going to. Our final category is theme and fun, Nick. What did you rank this game? I went with a 2.0. I gave it a 2.5, mainly because I thought that as far as theming is concerned, this game did tell an interesting story through its stages, through its gameplay, and it really knew what it was trying to do. It's just not very fun while it's happening. That's what I'm like. Good theme, no fun. It's... It has its moments, but most of the battles, if they're not depressingly long, yeah, hard, they're, they're just take long, your pick. boring, hard. You know what I mean? Like you're either bored or like on the edge of death the whole time. You know, there's no part where I felt like I was kicking butts or having fun. You know, so yeah, it's 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 tough. It's almost there though. You know, it's there's the core of three okay games that could be melded into something, but it just doesn't quite work here. Sadly, it does not. So Nick. I have a good feeling I know your answer, but I will ask you, as I always do, should you play this game? I am going to say no. I agree. I said no as well. And I said that sadly. This is the kind of game I really want to play and really want to enjoy. Yeah. And, you know, from what we've found out, there may be a version out there for us. Yeah. It's just not called Bayou Billy. It's called Mad City and was only released in Japan. This is like in the same category as Battletoads where I, I like little bits of it and I want to. And it's just almost to the area where you could like it truly. But it's just such a ferocious beast. I don't know. It's yeah. hard, to, hard to get close to. <laughs> no, I, you know, your Battletoads comparison is very apt. I, I can see that entirely because it is. It's just there are some parts of this game that are just crushing. And there are parts of it that I want to play. So it is a sad Sad dichotomy. Next week's game will be SimCity for the Super Nintendo. So find a copy of that game, grab your controllers, and play along, friends. That's right. And remember, if you are a powerful enough commando to defeat the adventures of Bayou Billy, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we will shower you with praises. Yeah, or you can gloat about it on Facebook at Cartridge Command. We love hearing from you there as well. But of course, you can always subscribe to the show. We are featured on everything that makes podcasts happen. So just search and we're there. Or tell your friends to search because the more that listen, the the happier Nick and I get. Yeah. Uh, We don't make a ton of money or really any money 
doing this, uh, <laughs> just enough to cover the costs of our travel from city to city and to cover the hosting of this show. But you know what? As long as you guys keep giving us that money at patreon.com slash cartridge command, we will keep making this show. So thank you all. Thank you so very much. We really appreciate everyone that gives to us. You are all meatballs. You are the meatballs that <laughs> keep us running. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game, game on! Stage four, I-10, the road to New Orleans. And... Or New Orleans. <laughs> I... I made a little pact with myself yesterday that I would not say that during this podcast. Knowledge. You've unleashed it. So. Blues guitar. Okay. Who knows? <laughs>